E Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back. It's 14 before the hour. First light headlines. Hong Kong's leader says national security legislation proposed by China will not threaten the semi-autonomous territory's civil rights, despite widespread criticism of the move as an encroachment on freedom of speech and assembly. Chief Executive Kerry Lam said this morning there is, quote, no need for us to worry over the move. China's move is seen as the central government's determination to take greater control after months of pro-democracy protests last year. A U.S. biotechnology company has begun injecting a coronavirus vaccine candidate into people in Australia. The hope is to release a proven vaccine this year. A Novavax official says 131 volunteers will get an injection in the first phase of the trial testing, the safety of the vaccine. It's also looking for signs of its effectiveness. California's churches, mosques, and synagogues may be able to open up their doors sooner than expected under new state guidelines. The Public Health Department released a framework for counties deciding whether to allow churches to restart in-person services. The guidelines suggest masks should be worn, temperatures should be taken, and services should be shortened. Sharing prayer books or prayer rugs or using the collection plate are discouraged in the name of social distancing. Stormy weather is threatening to delay SpaceX's first astronaut launch tomorrow when a SpaceX rocket is scheduled to carry a Dragon capsule with NASA astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken to the International Space Station. That's a first for a private company. The first space launch of astronauts from this country in nine years. Tuesday Sports, baseball, union and owners meet today. Reports are the players will offer to defer part of this year's salaries to help reduce owners' expenses. Also, the Rays opened up Tropicana Field for player workouts. NASCAR Kyle Busch extended his record with his 97th Xfinity Series win in Charlotte. Denny Hamlin had three top members of his pit crew suspended for four cup races after a 35-pound piece of tungsten fell off his car during the pace lap on Sunday. The NHL will allow up to six players to work out at team facilities as early as next week, and it's cut-down day in the WNBA Teams getting under the salary cap, allowing players to be paid next week. I'm Robert Workman. Thank you, Robert. A check now on what's happening around the country with AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Very warm and humid for this Tuesday in Buffalo with a mixture of sunshine and clouds. There can be a pop-up afternoon shower or a thunderstorm. High 89 degrees for Orlando, mostly cloudy with a shower or a thunderstorm around, especially for the afternoon. High 86. St. Louis will have a couple of showers and thunderstorms for the area with a high of 85 degrees. Moving down into Little Rock, we can see some locally heavy showers and thunderstorms that can bring about some flooding. A high 81. As we head farther out west, moving into Denver, Mostly sunny, a pleasant afternoon with a high of 76. And then as we head into California, mostly sunny and very hot for Sacramento. Record-tying heat, in fact, with a high of 102. To check latest conditions throughout the day, visit the AccuWeather.com app. Thanks, Danielle. Well, as Americans are returning to work after the holiday weekend, concerns are turning in some areas to a second peak in coronavirus cases as the U.S. gets close to another grim milestone. Matty Gaither has the latest. It was the first big test for Americans in this pandemic. States loosening restrictions for the holiday weekend. But for some, all of that fun has now turned to fear at the future. Montgomery, Alabama, Mayor Stephen Reed concerned over crowded beaches in his state. It gives me uh, pause to think about what we may see uh, in the next week or two when people get back to their communities uh, from vacationing down the Gulf Coast. 
While some heeded warnings, it seems others did not. No social distancing, no masks. In Alabama, some crowds celebrated closely at beaches. In Missouri, a packed pool party has officials now urging self-quarantine for 14 days. In Illinois, hundreds defied stay-at-home orders at a biker bar. We still have a little bit ways to go uh, to beat this virus. We're just not there yet, and we have to get people to understand that or we're going to have a second wave that's going to cost us much more than it already has. All of this, as Johns Hopkins University shows the U.S. inching closer to 100,000 coronavirus deaths. The World Health Organization's Dr. Mike Ryan says globally there may be a second peak within this first wave of cases. The disease can jump up at any time. Uh, we, we, we cannot make assumptions that just because the disease is on the way down now that it's, on a, it's, on, it's going to keep going down. And, and Ryan warns a second peak or wave could come during the normal flu season. I'm Mandy Gaither reporting. And as all that is happening, the World Health Organization has put its hydroxychloroquine trial on hold. This follows the results of a new study suggesting that the drugs use on COVID-19 patients can be dangerous. Jim Roop is following that for us. The WHO's Director General, Dr. Tedros Ananab Ghebreyesus, says what jumps out at him from this first large-scale study of the use of hydroxychloroquine on COVID-19 patients... They estimated a higher mortality rate. The WHO revealed in Monday's briefing that it paused its hydroxychloroquine trials around the world after the results of this study, which used both chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine with and without other antibiotics. It was published in the journal Lancet on Friday. The study suggests a 34 to 45 percent increased risk of death from the drug with or without other antibiotics being used and a roughly 250 to 400 percent increased risk in heart problems such as arrhythmias. Dr. Sumia Swaminathan, the WHO's chief scientist, says its independent data safety monitoring board is now analyzing the study's data. So the steering committee met over the weekend and decided that in the light of this uncertainty, that we should be proactive, err on the side of caution, and suspend enrollment temporarily into the hydroxychloroquine arm. The study ran from December 20th, 2019 through April 14th, 2020 at 671 medical centers around the world and involved roughly 96,000 patients with nearly 15,000 of them receiving the medications. The median age was 54 years old and 53% of them were men. The study also suggests there is no evidence that the drug is even effective in treating the disease, so there is a real concern that it is unlikely scientists will see major benefits to using the drug and at the same time an increased risk. But the WHO's Dr. Mike Ryan says again this is a temporary pause in its trials to be able to review and compare the data. We're just acting on an abundance of caution. Uh, based on the, the recent results from other studies to, to ensure that we can continue safely with that arm of the trial. Experts warn against taking hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine outside of clinical trials or outside a hospital. Michael. Thanks, Jim. We've got a break coming up right now, but we're back with more First Light in two minutes.
diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. I was nine when I lost my leg to bone cancer. I had a 50% chance to live. After chemotherapy treatments at my children's hospital and the amputation, I had beaten the odds. But would I ever be as active as I once was? Fast forward 20 years, I've competed in the Paralympics and now play on the U.S. amputee soccer team. Help kids live their dreams just like me. Put your money where the miracles are. Give to your Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Listen up, South Jersey. Sergeant Sealcoat here. Do you want to extend the life of your asphalt, protect your investment, and give your property curb appeal? Then you should call Sergeant Sealcoat today for all your seal coating, line striping, and asphalt maintenance needs. Veteran-owned, family-operated, serving all of South Jersey since 2015. Call 855-SERGEANT-SEAL today. That's 855-SGT-SEAL. At Advance Auto Parts, we want to make sure your vehicle is ready to roll when you are. We have the right oil and filters at the right price every day. From brands like Pennzoil, Mobile One, Valvoline, and Castrol. And if you make a qualifying Pennzoil purchase this month, you'll get Gum Out Regain Fuel Injector Cleaner for free. Also, visit AdvanceAutoParts.com and tell us about a hero in your community. You could each win $1,000. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participate in CarQuest locations. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, we are getting ever closer to the top of the hour here on this Tuesday morning with First Light. And uh, as Memorial Day 2020 begins to uh, fade into history, uh, I I thought I would bring this story to you. With no Memorial Day parade plans this year, a World War II veteran up in Massachusetts planned to dress in his uniform and waved to passers-by from his home. But instead, this veteran, who is 99 years old, got a huge surprise when a line of vehicles came to him and paid their respects. There he was in uniform. Nicole Burley reports. The never-ending line of cruisers, fire trucks, and cars outside Sergeant Everett Allen's house in West Brookfield was a huge surprise. I just can't believe it. Since there was no parade this year because of the coronavirus, Sergeant Allen planned to sit in his driveway on Route 9 in full uniform to recognize his fellow servicemen lost at war. Word spread quickly, leading to this rolling rally that looked like rush hour traffic. This is the best Memorial Day parade I've ever seen. Friends, family, and neighbors lined the streets wearing masks and social distancing as much as possible. I'm so honored to know him and call him my friend. A friend and a hero to so many. Allen was taken prisoner by the German army and survived the death march of 1945, where American troops were forced to walk through harsh winter weather toward their freedom. 86 days and 380 miles. I have a record to prove that. 380 miles of walking. The uniform he wore is the one given to him after being freed from captivity. They said you got to have some clothes. So why not get a uniform? That uniform, a symbol of his survival and the sacrifice he made. 
After the salutes and thank yous, it was time for Sergeant Allen to pay his respects. Escorted in a Jeep, he visited the Veterans Memorial at Pine Grove Cemetery. They held a moment of silence, which really said it all. And finally, a prayer for those who lost their lives protecting this country. Especially do we give thanks to those servants who laid down their lives in the service of our country. God bless them. Amen. Thanks to correspondent Nicole Burley. Love that story. And that's Tuesday's First Light. Thanks to David Ozeal. I'm Michael Toscano. We'll see you tomorrow morning. NJM Insurance, we know that everyone's a little different. But no matter what you do, where you live, or what you drive, NJM will be right there with you, making sure that you've got the home and auto coverage that's right for you. For over 100 years, NJM has been providing outstanding coverage and award-winning customer service to people just like you. And with NJM, you'll have the confidence of knowing you've got the right amount of insurance for all of your individual needs. This isn't just insurance, it's NJM. Get ready for warmer weather at Macy's Memorial Day Sale and get an extra 20% off with your promo code, coupon, or Macy's card. That's on top of already great savings, like 25 to 50% off warm weather essentials for the whole family, from sandals to shorts, tops, and more. And 25 to 50% off kids and baby styles, too. And buy one bra, get the second half off. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster now during Star Money Bonus Days. Savings on sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3, HD3 Millville. Another day, another list of reopenings. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Five states are easing more restrictions today. In Arkansas and West Virginia, bars are open for business. And it's back to the gym in Ohio with fitness centers and no contact sports getting the green light there. That's Fox's Jackie Abanez. This after a Memorial Day weekend that saw Americans from coast to coast go to the beach. We definitely have plenty of masks. Um, if we have to go anywhere, go out uh, into a public place that we're not familiar with or, or haven't been before. He's in Indiana, but in some places there was worry about big crowds. Like at the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri, pictures and videos of people mobbed together without masks went viral online. It's difficult to imagine few people were six feet apart this weekend. One bar owner says it was hard to control because the rain forced people inside and some were members of big parties of friends. Rocky Madden with Fox 2 in St. Louis. The county executive called it reckless behavior, urging those who were there to self-quarantine for 14 days. The World Health Organization is warning of a possible second wave of the coronavirus and it's halted a study of hydroxychloroquine the drug President Trump took for two weeks as a corona preventive. Comes after the Lancet published a paper saying research into the drug needs to be reviewed. That paper said people taking the drug were to higher risk of death and heart problems. WHO's emergencies chief said there was no indication of any safety problems with the drug in their trial so far, but out of an abundance of caution, they want to check the results they've gotten. That's Fox's Jill Nato, a plea to a Connecticut college student turned accused killer on the run. Peter, from your parents, we love you. 
Please turn yourself in. That's family attorney Michael Dolan. Peter Manfredonia is considered armed and dangerous. Police say he stole weapons in a home invasion over the weekend after two murders. He's now believed to be in Pennsylvania, possibly spotted on railroad tracks. America's listening to Fox News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-858-1199. 800-858-1199. 800-858-1199. Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Patches of pea soup fog and low clouds have developed across South Jersey this morning. Visibilities may drop below a quarter mile at times through almost lunchtime today. Now we'll see partly sunny skies with a high temperature around 72 degrees. The cool spot will be the coast. You go inland, we may come close to 80 today. Some clouds tonight with fog likely once again, low of 59. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of sprinkles, high of 73. And then Thursday, lots of clouds with a few showers, high of 71. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Attention salute. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is four minutes past the hour. I'm very pleased to be with you this morning. And thanks for waking up Hurley in the Morning. Let's open with a good news story coupled with something not so good. A U.S. Marine Staff Sergeant, Tim Chambers, I don't know if you heard about this story, because anymore, if it's not horrible news, it just doesn't seem to count anymore. We need to change that. Why I wanted to open with something very positive, but it will ripple into something uh, very sad. U.S. Marine Staff Sergeant Tim Chambers stood on a busy Washington, D.C. street corner in his dress blues, looking sharp for 24 hours over the Memorial Day weekend in order to raise awareness of veteran suicide. He has a not-for-profit organization, the Saluting Marine Cares, and it pays for the medical bills that are uncovered by the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs at the beginning of the first hour. Chambers held a salute for 22 minutes to symbolize 22 U.S. veterans who commit suicide every day on average. Now, that number has to be way up during COVID-19, and I'll explain why. Uh, 
it's not only veterans. One reported estimate, and I've been suggesting this without being able to prove it, that I just have every belief that despair, destruction, losing everything that one has worked for, and leaving people in such a bad place that they feel that their only option is to get out of this, check out, take their own lives. One reported estimate suggests that for every 1% that the unemployment rate rises equals 5,000 to 10,000 suicides. So I did a little quick math. I used 25% increase in unemployment. Could be higher, but that's probably in the ballpark. And I used the lowest number, 5,000. I didn't even average between five and 10,000 and say 7,500. I just said, let's go with the lowest number. Let's not be accused of exaggerating. At 5,000 times a 25% increase using the 1% rule, that's 125,000 suicide deaths. Doesn't even include many who have tried. That's more than the COVID-19 disease, and I believe that number, and we'll see what happens uh, someday, but the numbers have been so crooked, and they're so wrong about everything that I, I just don't know anymore. I don't know if we can get a fair accounting of anything anymore. The, the ability for people to just blatantly lie. How about Joe Biden since the last time we were together? I did get to... Uh, substantially cover this when I guest hosted the Guy Benson show this past Friday. Doesn't that seem like a month ago? Amazing. Throw in one holiday, and it doesn't feel like a month, but it does feel like way longer than just a couple of days. You had Joe Biden with the um, Breakfast Club morning show host, Charlemagne the, T-H-A, the God, and Biden, with his usual, just crazy, said, if you have trouble deciding between Trump and Biden, you ain't black. So I heard about that. I thought, oh, my gosh, stop the presses. And we changed our whole uh, first segment. And it, and it went for the first segment. Plus, later in the program, we came back to it. Impossible to... Um, to ignore and then of course he then went on to tell Charlemagne the God that the NAACP has endorsed him in every election he's ever run in so I immediately thought maybe it's because we have a not-for-profit charity and we couldn't even begin oh my gosh if one time I endorse some candidate using our not-for-profit platform that would be it we'd be shut down forget about it biden says it nothing now the naacp did come out and i don't think they came out for any reason other than they had to come out to say that hey i think they're a 501c3 but whatever they are they said we're a 501c3 we have never endorsed any candidate 
But where was the media raining hell on Biden? Instead, they cover Biden came out of his basement for the first time in two months. And be honest, he looked like a crypt keeper under that black mask. Come on, be honest. And you know I don't play age stuff. In, in uh, what is it, uh, today's the 26th? In, uh, in 25 days, I'm going to be 60. I'm not playing age with anyone. I never have. I never will. I'm just saying Biden looked like a crypt keeper under that mask. His eyes are all sunken in. He is as pasty white, unhealthy looking as anything. And look, I'm not uh, the tan man. Again, I'm not criticizing to be to be unkind. I'm just being honest. It was ah, I was like startled. I thought it was like a zombie movie or something. Oh, no, no, that's that's not a zombie movie. That's just Joe Biden criticizing President Trump for playing a round of golf. Now, keep in mind, he owns many golf courses. He went away for the weekend, but worked much of the weekend. And he played one round of golf. And ass clown Joe Biden is making a big deal out of it, like the president isn't doing his job. Meanwhile, right after announcing the deaths of something that Obama, Biden, and Hillary Clinton directly responsible for, because they did not protect our embassy in Benghazi, Obama, the, the, the jet plane was idling. This guy couldn't get on the golf course quick enough after that. But President Trump, in his own backyard, where he has a golf course, shouldn't be able to play around the golf. It's incredible. These times that we are living in are absolutely incredible. Let me finish with a comment from uh, U.S. Marine Staff Sergeant Tim Chambers on this point, and then we'll move on. Quote, it's a very emotional time, very emotional. Chambers' wife was with him. This is something that we need to do every year. No matter what it takes, we get out of here. That's him and his wife. When asked what was his message, Chambers, who served as a Marine for 16 years, said, quote, I did not go to war and feel like I need to honor the eternal sacrifice of those that did and those who didn't come home. What a beautiful message. It really is just an example of how great our veterans are and that we need to continue to do better and we need to do more and more. I've been saying for my entire 28-year career on air that we do a phenomenal job training our veterans, training our military, but we do a terrible job. I mean, if you work for a decent company, you have what's called an exit interview. The exit interview sees, like, how you're doing, what your transition is going to be like, some helpful stuff to get you going, either if you're going to a new assignment or if you're retiring, and just a lot of help. We don't help our veterans. 
We do a great job training the greatest military force in the history of the world. We do, in my estimation, an abysmal job. And when I've interviewed people, high-ranking, from VA establishments, they've agreed with that. Why don't we fix that? I mean, look at the money we spend on aid around the world. Much of it is stolen by horrific actors, and we don't even know if it gets to the people that need the help. Why don't we just, I'll tell you, thats there's only a few occasions where I wish I had the ability. Remember I told you years ago, but I better not wish for any more. I said, oh my gosh, I just wish I want to be here. I don't want to leave here. This is where I love to be. This is where I'm supposed to be. But I would love every once in a while to be able to talk about the things that we talk about on a national platform. And then two years ago it happened, much to my utter shock. In about maybe three or four days a month, we've averaged uh, the opportunity to do that. And it's terrific. Keeps us where we're supposed to be, but does, I don't know, scratch that itch or just answer that that goal that I had. But truthfully, I didn't really work. When you have a goal, you usually work towards the goal. I didn't really work towards being able to do that. It just It just sort of happened organically, and I do enjoy it. I'm very excited. We're going to talk later in the program about this, if time permits. But I'm very excited about the launch of two American astronauts tomorrow on the Discovery Channel, I believe at 2 o'clock. I don't have any of my notes in front of me. Well, I don't have any notes, period, on this topic. But I think at 2 o'clock on Discovery Channel, the coverage begins. The launch is a few hours later. One of the astronauts, I know his name. I, I can't. I can't quite tell you why this is so easy for me to remember, but one of the astronauts' last name is Hurley. So that's just, I don't know why I remember that one, but not the second one, but he's one of the astronauts. We're going, I hope, and I'm just praying, I've been actually saying a couple of prayers over the weekend that the launch is not delayed or anything like that. Of course, we want it to go off safely and, and perfectly, but for Americans to not be hitching a ride. I'll look up. It's been so many years I actually forget. But we I know we didn't send any astronauts up to the, the, the space station during the Obama presidency. That's eight years. So far, it's three and a half more. That's 11 and a half. And I'm pretty sure that most of the Bush administration, George W., we didn't. I just have to look at when the shuttle fleet was retired. We haven't sent Americans up in so long. Hit and now imagine it's so embarrassing to me. We went to the moon in nineteen sixty nine multiple times and returned men home. And never lost one. We lost three in training, but never lost one. I'm saying to the moon. We, of course, lost two shuttles and, tragically, many uh, astronauts, men and women. But we can go to the moon in 1969, and then in the 2000s, we were, we were 
whatever it was, 2005, whatever. Well, I'm going to look it up. To the present, we were we were sending our astronauts on Russian spaceships. What is that about? That is unacceptable to me. Always has been unacceptable to me. So I'm very hopeful that tomorrow this goes off without a hitch and it goes perfectly well and that this is the new standard. Maybe we'll start giving people. They can put their thumb out and we'll pick them up. So that's tomorrow. I hope it happens. And it's going to be a strange week, right? Because today doesn't feel like Tuesday. But then again, during the coronavirus, COVID-19 disease, what if I didn't come in at a set time, a set day, and, and all that, I wouldn't know what day it is either. But it doesn't feel like Monday. And all of a sudden, we're going to blink, I'm telling you, and it's going to be Friday. All right, here's what's going to be happening. The Assemblyman Emeritus from a secret, undisclosed location in the 7 o'clock hour. Chuck Malamut, all about your financial matters in the 8 o'clock hour. I was thrilled when I woke up and I heard in the late 2 o'clock hour that the Dow futures are up 500. I hope that holds. New Jersey State Senator Chris Brown, if you go to uh, my Facebook page, I wrote a story a couple of nights ago, and I'm just so disappointed, maybe even incensed, that during a global health pandemic, the South Jersey Transportation Authority hastily calls a meeting Friday afternoon, letting their board members know that they're having a meeting by telephone on t- tomorrow, Wednesday, and they're going to raise these tolls either just under or over 40%. It's just crazy. What's it, 350 to f- three something to 450 uh, and the smaller exits from 75 cents to 125? It's just outrageous. Two hundred million for a light rail to in Camden County. I want to say Gloucester to Camden, and then sixty million is allegedly going to be set aside for a connector that will connect either the I forget what they said either the Expressway or the Black Horse Pike. I have it in my story. Uh, I think I do anyhow to the um, Atlantic City International Airport. But that's a big increase. And I'll tell you, maybe maybe they will, maybe they won't, but a whole lot of people have been saying they're just going to avoid the toll roads. They're going to take back roads and take 40 and, instead of the, the uh, expressway and whatever. I know what I've been doing a lot. If I'm in a real hurry, I will jump onto the parkway, to the expressway, into Atlantic City. If I'm not in a hurry, I go through Longport. I enjoy going through the down beach. I get to see things like the tattered American flag out front of Ventnor City Hall. You see, I'm going to make them replace that. I saw it two weeks ago, hoping it was going to be replaced for Memorial Day. It wasn't. It's just amazing. How, how do you do that? You really, when you think about it, I forget how much they make. It used to be like 12000 something a year with benefits, and then the mayor made a little bit more. And the mayor's three commissioners, and the three decide they pick 
you get one one other vote and you're the mayor and you get a little bit more and you get the office uh the big office but you don't have that much to do honestly it's extremely part-time full-time administrator extremely part-time and you can't make sure that the flag isn't all ripped up just doesn't make a lot of sense to me we'll be back Fox News commentary. Senate Democrats insane priorities. More next. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes. Professional cleaning supplies and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Here's what's happening. China is running internment camps for religious and ethnic minorities. They are systematically stamping out liberties and autonomy in Hong Kong. They are lying to the world about coronavirus and, according to intelligence sources, seeking to steal medical research from the West. China is behaving like a pariah state in numerous ways. And with all of that as a backdrop, led by Kamala Harris and more than half of her colleagues who are co-sponsors, they introduced a resolution that, among other things, says that calling coronavirus the Wuhan virus or a Chinese virus is racist and should be condemned. This is nuts. It is actually Chinese communist propaganda. Beijing is hiding behind the racism canard to try to deflect from their own culpability. Wuhan virus is literally accurate based on the naming of diseases for many years. This effort by Senate Democrats is worse than a waste of time. It's woke preening that benefits China. That's your Fox News commentary. Sean Hannity. Yeah. For the latest on four. Listen for the